I'm here this morning by God's grace. In fact, I'm a product of God's grace. The world would call it luck, but we know that Christ is in all things and they all work by his grace. So what is grace? The the dictionary definition tells us it's approval and kindness that is freely given by God. It's freely given, but it cost God, it cost him his son, and it cost Jesus the cross, where he died so that we could be reconciled to the Father and receive his grace. There's an amazing example at the cross of God's grace. There were two criminals who were crucified with Jesus at the same time, and one of them was saying awful things about Jesus. The other one turned to him and said, this man was innocent, he didn't deserve to die. We did, our deeds were bad. And he turned to Jesus and he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be in paradise. That's amazing grace. The guy hadn't been to any Christian conferences He hadn't read his Bible. He hadn't even said a prayer. But by grace, he was saved. And that's what the Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 and verse 8. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Let's look again at another scripture. Luke 5, starting at verse 4. I'm just going to turn to that now. Verse 4 says, When Jesus finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night. I haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinner. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. This is quite an amazing example of grace. In verse 4, we see that Jesus meets Simon at his workplace. Simon was a fisherman. And Jesus will meet you wherever you are. He'll meet you in your workplace. He'll meet you wherever you are. And he then said to him, put your nets down. Simon, who was an expert fisherman, wasn't quite sure Jesus knew very much about fishing because he said to him, well, we've been out all night and we actually haven't caught anything. But okay, if you say so, we'll put the nets down. So Simon, even though he was an expert in what he was doing, was still willing to give up his opinion for Jesus' opinion. He humbled himself. 
And then what happened? Well, they got the biggest catch they had ever got. And that was grace. The grace. So when we humble ourselves and we listen to the Lord, grace will abound. In fact, the, 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 the boats were so full that he needed help. So he called on, on the fishermen who were nearby. That's another example of grace. Right time, right place, right people. And I can testify to that in my life. There's been so many of the right people at the right time, just when I've needed them. In fact, I can think of examples where they were actually there before I needed them. God knew I'd need them. I didn't. And so when we look down at verse 10, we see that Jesus says to Simon, don't be afraid. They just watched an, an amazing miracle. They'd watch a, a, a huge demonstration of grace, and yet they were fearful. So many times the Lord tells us not to fear, not because he wants to shame us or condemn us, but because he wants to let us know that there is grace available to conquer that fear. Let me give you an example or something that happened to me during my working life. I had a, was asked to support uh, John, who was a um, high-ranking visitor from overseas and was only going to be with us for a short time. And I was asked to support him and make him a priority. So I did that. And one day, I got called into my boss's office, who tore me off a strip. And John had complained that I had not made him enough of a priority. Now, I was due to meet with John in about 15 minutes. I left my boss's office, and I was so angry. I was so hurt. I was confused. I couldn't go straight back, so I went for a walk, and I cried out to the Lord. And I just said, you know, this is not fair. I've done my very, very best. I screamed, I shouted, I vented, I raged. And then I thought, well, I've got to go back. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can face him. But I've got to go back and do it. So I went back and into the room. And the minute I laid eyes on John, I was overcome by such compassion for him and such a desire to want to support him. All my negative emotions had just disappeared. That was grace. That was the grace of God. I didn't deserve that. Nothing I had done could do that. Only the grace of God did it for me. And I've got a testimony I'd like to read you from um, a young lady in America who was studying to be a youth minister. I left work early so I could have some uninterrupted study time right before the final in my youth ministry course. When I got to the class, everybody was doing their last minute studying. The teacher came in and said he would review with us for just a little bit before the test. We went through the review, most of it right on the study guide, but there were some things that we hadn't covered. When questioned about it, the teacher said they were in the textbook and we were responsible for everything in the book. Well, we couldn't argue with that. Finally, it came time for the test. 
the professor started to hand out the test papers. Leave them face down on the desk until everyone has one, and I'll tell you to start, he instructed. Start. When we turned the papers over, every answer on the test sheet was filled in. The bottom of the last page said the following. This is the end of the exam. All the answers on your test are correct. You will receive an A for the final exam. The reason you passed the test is because the creator of the test took it for you. All the work you did in preparation for this test did not help you get the A. You just received grace. He then went round the room and asked each student individually, what is your grade? Do you deserve the grade you're receiving? How much did all your studying for this exam help you achieve your final grade? Now, I'm not a crier by any stretch of the imagination, but I had to fight back tears when answering those questions and thinking about how the Creator has passed the test for me. God is telling everyone who is listening or watching this today that because of his love for you and his grace, his approval and kindness freely given, because of the cross, you are an A student. You have passed the test. And we receive that grace from him so that we can give it out. Isn't that amazing? God never changes. He's always faithful. In 1742, John Newton penned these words. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils and snares, we have already come. T'was grace that brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead us home.